Welcome to this Sunday morning meeting podcast from Kingdom Faith Yorkshire. Praise God. God is good. God is all the time. Yes, amen to that. Well, I'll switch the time, Mike. Is that okay? Hear me? Lovely. Who knows that uh, God is love? Do better now. Who knows that God is love? Yeah. Amen. Okay. Well, I got asked to speak and uh, I started to pray, and God revealed to me that He is love. And everything He does for us is in love. There's nothing that He does that is not in love. Sometimes we can, our minds can spin around and think, hey, is that, is that right? But I can show you it's all done in love. Always. So, once God told me that he was love, I thought I'd best have a look at the Bible and see what was there about love. And I found that love occurs in the Bible, the word love occurs in the Bible over 300 times in over 250 verses. So it must be quite important, wasn't it? So Jesus is love. God is love. Everything he does is through love. And I thought about the cross and I mentioned earlier what Jesus went through for each and every one of us. The pain he took, the stripes he took for our healings, everything he took for each and every one of us. And what that really did, it made us righteous. And he took the blame for the sinners. So it spun right round. The perfect lamb took the beating and the death of the sinner and made us righteous. And that's just, you know, I, just, I got a new revelation from that. That's absolutely crazy. Absolutely awesome love. It's a, it's a ferocious love for each and every one of us. It's just mind-blowing that, that that love is so there for every one of us. Then I remember the two greatest commandments that were mentioned, I think, last week by Paul, Pastor Paul. We've raised Pastor Paul up now. Actually, I believe he's preaching in Ebenezer, if I'm right. So we sort of lift him up now and he blesses them and he gets blessed there. But he mentioned the commandments. Uh, teacher, which is the greatest commandments in the law? Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. I thought, wow. You know, he's telling us to love him. But that's love, isn't it? He wants us closer to him. As we love him, we, grow, we draw closer to him. And as we draw closer to him, we are blessed and loved. So each, that commandment is actually helping each and every one of us. So he's telling us to love him but in doing that, he's blessing each and every one of us with his love as we get closer to him. Because he wants us close. Yeah. I mean really close. Yeah. So that commandment there, I thought, wow. It's again done in love. Beautiful. And I looked at what's it mean to love God with, with all your heart? No, it's love God with all your heart. I looked at it and I started to think about it and pray on it and 
of how it means to love God with all our emotions. And that's no matter what they are. Our emotions can be good, they can be bad, we can be indifferent, we can be down, we can be up. But we've got to love him anywhere. Because you know what, no matter what emotion we've got, once we love God, we start to rise up. Yeah? Who knows that? Is that true? Brilliant. So, no matter where we are in a day, we're to love God anywhere. And that means we could be walking through the mire, we can walk through rubbish, but we focus on God and we love God, no matter what. And that's why it's the greatest commandment, because God knows that will lift each and every one of us closer to him. We get blessed and we get better. Yeah? The second commandment, I think we all know it in this particular room, but it's love that your neighbour as yourself. That goes along with the, with the love again. All your heart and all your soul. We, we love our neighbours and we love God with our soul. What's our soul? What's that mean when we love, when we love God? I looked here and I, I looked at the Greek and I looked at bits and pieces. And it means that we know that we're saved. We know we were created. No matter what happens, we, we know that we're a spiritual being. And that's a part of us that we're to love God with. That bit inside us, that J-shape, you know, that, your soul, that's the bit that we're to love Jesus with. So we love him in our hearts and we love him from our very being of who we are. That spiritual being, that's, that's loving God with our soul. I mentioned earlier about loving God with our mind. And I says, no matter what, we love God. We renew our mind, no matter where it is, or where it's spinning, or what it's doing, to be in line with loving God. And I know my mind can spin a little bit sometimes and get out, go left and go right. Up and go down. But we have to renew our mind to have the mind of Christ. And the mind of Christ is peace, love, prosperity, healing. It's all those things. So we have to love God with all our mind. And that means renewing our mind each and every day. And sometimes each and every minute. In my case, sometimes anyway. <laughs> So the second commandment that was mentioned, love thy neighbour as yourself. Wow. Now, your neighbour's not your next door neighbour, although it might be. It's who's in front of you at that particular time. Now, I thought about this, because sometimes I struggle with people. Not so much now, but I can do. It's love thy neighbour no matter what. There's no caveats with that. There's no caveat to say that if your neighbour's done something wrong to you, we don't love them. We don't hold grudges. You know, it, there's, there's, no, there's no caveat there from Jesus. It's love thy neighbour as thyself. And you can imagine what a world we would live in if we all followed just that one command and love thy neighbour as thyself. We all love one another no matter what. Can you imagine what a world would be like? It would be a very peaceful, Jesus-filled place. I think that's why, again, that's there, that 
on the greatest commandments, because if we did that, we really would live for Jesus and each other. Now let's look at God's love through our lives. And I've realized over the years that God loved me when I was a non-Christian. His love wasn't just for Christians. It was for every single person on this earth. I can think of times when I was a non-Christian, when I was going down wavy paths, you know, which could have got me into all sorts of trouble and sometimes did. Uh, but God just knocked me on side or the other as a non-Christian, making sure that I didn't fall. I bet a lot of people in this room can feel that way, that God was with them when they were non-Christians. Because God knows where you were going. He loves you. He loves every single person. Every religion, everyone on earth. There are no people on this earth that God does not love. So we must love them too. We must love them too, because God loves every single person on planet Earth. Such a, a ferocious love. What's best for us? His love is unconditional. I thought about it. You often say, God died for us when we were sinners. Isn't that awesome? He went to the cross. He took the beating and took all our sin on him. You know, when we were sinners. I, I, it's just, wow. He was, he was there for each one, every one of us when we were sinners. I'm not asking forgiveness. But he was still there. What a ferocious love. What an amazing, amazing God we have. They would do such a thing. And I think sometimes, as Christians, we forget how much we are loved by God. And we can be thinking, well, I'm unworthy. I can't do this. I can't do that. I've been asked to do this, asked to do that. But we can. The truth is, we have a ferocious love from our God who will enable us. He will never, ever let you down. Never, ever. Spiritually, he's with us every single day. And even when we sometimes turn away a little bit, to the left and to the right, he's only that close all the time. Just through all like that, he's there. So, it's just, again, that love that flows through the Bible, spiritually, all the way from you know, Genesis to the end. It's he, 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 just all the way through. Jesus is that love. I'd like to read Corinthians 13 from the NIV. Because it, it really goes through, through love. If I speak in the tongues of men or of angels, but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. Wow. We need love. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains but do not have love, I have absolutely nothing. Wow. If I give all I possess to the poor 
and give over my body to hardship, that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. So what we're saying here is we've got to do everything through love. Absolutely everything through his love. Then it goes through the verse often mentioned at weddings. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no records of wrongs. It keeps no records of wrongs. Not ever. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. Amen. Amen. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always preserves. Love never fails. Let's say love never fails. Come on. Love never fails. Never ever. Never ever. If we love, we will always win. Always. Love always wins. God's love never, ever fails. If we walk in God's love and close to him, we will win. But where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. We know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when completeness comes, what is in part disappears. When I was a child, I taught like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put the ways of childhood behind me. But now we see only a reflection, as in a mirror. Then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know it fully, even as I am fully known. And now these, things, these three things remain. Faith, Hope and love. But the greatest of these is love. The greatest of these is love. And I thought about family. Wow, God loves family. He is family. He's a trinity. He started off as relationship, as family, after all. And we are church family. And we're a great church family. And, you know, we're there for each other. When one starts to fall a little bit, the family pulls together and lifts the other one up. This happens to me many times in this room. People have come to me when I've been falling and lifting me up. And I'm so, so grateful for my church family. They're awesome. And I'm going to plug Life Church. As Deborah and I run a Life Church leader with Claire. You know, if you're not in a life church, think about it. Go see Adrian and Dan or myself, Kate, anybody on the front row there. If you want to get involved, because as, as, as life church, which is a group of people that meet and do life during the week as well as on a, on a weekend, we help each other, we're there for each other. It's a great place to be because you can love on one another and be close to one another. And be that church family that God so loves. And you can be there for each other, encouraging one another and being there for one another. So I'd encourage you, if you're not, not in a life church, 
contact one of us if you're interested. It'd be really, really sort of lovely to have you in, in that, uh, that mould. Also, some family verses. Oh, beautiful. Exodus 20. I think it's verse 12. Ish. Ish. Honour your father and your mother, <laughs> that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. May your days be long in the land. In Colossians 3. Bear with one another. And if one has a complaint against another, forgive each other, as the Lord has forgiven you. So you also must forgive. Again, it's great love. He doesn't want conflict. He wants us to live in, in unity with one another. He wants that love for one another. Because he knows that once we love one another, we'll draw closer to him, his ways, his word. And it's beautiful. Psalm 133. How good and pleasant it is when God's people live together in your day. Amen. And we're all part of the family. I know sometimes you can feel like you're on the outside of the family. I tell you what, it's a lie of the devil every single time. Every single time, they ban on. It's a lie of the devil. When you feel that I can't go to church, I don't fit there, or, you know, I, I don't fit there, I, I'm, I'm, I'm away from God, you know, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm just not there. Are you feeling, you know, I've got no friends, no one talks to me. Those sort of things, those sort of lies, they're just that every single time. They're lies. Without fail, every single time. The devil's way of trying to split the family up, because that's what he wants. But I tell you what, we're not having it. Not in our church. We're going to stick together as family all the way through. Because we have victory in Jesus Christ. Prayer. I've been looking at prayer just lately because I prayed all my life as a Christian. And I realized that prayer is love. How can it not be? We pray. We pray to God, which makes us get close to God, which gives love. Prayer is also always answered. Although sometimes we think, that's not been answered, that's not right. But it has been answered in one way. We may not understand it, but it's been answered. And we know that. And I also know now that when, as a church, we all pray for the same thing, the light increases. So when one person prays for, for a specific thing, it might be healing, it might be for finance, it might be, you know, it might be for whatever. One person prays, there's loads of light and it works, don't get me wrong. But a second person prays, the light's lighter, 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 lighter. So as we all go in unity, praying for the same thing, shooting those love arrows in the same place, boom, 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 then the light is so bright, you know, it's so bright. So powerful. You know, so prayer, I, I can encourage you. When you're praying, ask other people to pray the same thing with you. Pray the same thing with you. You know, stand together and, and pray in that same thing. Because you know what? Prayer does work. I've seen it work. I've been on a, 
Well, in the past, I've been on those stairs with James Maloney. And I've seen prayer. I've seen metal fall out of someone's hand onto the floor. Or metal in the hand. I've seen people's hips go <laughs> in front of me. Right in front of me. I'm there. You are there. I've seen it happen right in front of me. I've seen angels this big right in front of me. And it's, it, 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 prayer really, really works. So I encourage us to realize that prayer is love. So when we're praying, it's not just we're praying for something, we're loving and receiving love. Growing close to God, that's a great, great place to be. So, feeling down, pray. That's not the second thing we do, or the third thing we do, or the fourth thing we do, or the fifth thing we do. It's the first thing we do. So when we, 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 something's happened in our lives that we pray, it's the first part of call, the first place we go to. Damn it, I'm going to get so done by Paul. He said 30 minutes only. <laughs> I mean, I was so much trouble. But that again, I'm always in trouble. So, so Jesus is love. God wants time with you and to love you. That time is the most important time of your day. When you have that quiet time with God, he can have that relationship with you one-to-one and connect with you in a way that's so, so close. So beautiful when you have that one-to-one time. It's so important. It's not something we fit into our day. It's something that's part of our day. It's something that we should put a priority on. I've got so many more notes about love. Faith is love. God has faith in you. Goodness me, gives us things to do. Me, you know. Who messes up all the time, gives me stuff to do. He has faith in me. If he's got faith in me, he's got faith in you, for sure. That's a fact. So he loves you so much, he's got faith in each and every one of you. And that's no matter where you are. No matter where your head is, no matter where you are, he has faith in each and every one of us. He works with broken people all the time. He just wants a willing vessel. And he has faith in you. God wants to save he wants every single person in heaven, bound on. Bound on. He wants, and that's why it's so, so important to speak out about Jesus because that is what God wants to work through us to see people saved, to see, see, see people going to heaven and nowhere else. It's a ferocious love. I know last year, some people know my brother died, Barry. He was a non-Christian. In fact, an atheist. He really didn't believe in God. He contacted me, Deborah and other people, and you know what? His life was turned around because we took him to church. We took him to church 
and he, he got to know Jesus, and his life was transformed from somebody who was absolutely down to somebody who was bouncing on the phone to me about Jesus in one week. He went from somebody who didn't believe in Jesus to somebody who was jumping up down in Jesus saying, Jesus is awesome. So it can be done. And that was great look, Barry died. But you know what? He's in heaven. He's in heaven. God sent me to take him to a church with Deborah. And we did something. And now he's in heaven forever. We're on this, we're on this planet for a, a, a pinprick of time. It's often said it's a pinprick of time. But it is. It's 70, 80 years. If you're lucky, 90 years, you're lucky. Less. But God created a place called heaven. And you're there forever. With one another. Forever. Now, forever is not a pinprick of time. Forever is eternity. Billions and billions and billions of years, probably. So, we're here for a pinprick of time. But we're in heaven. Because that's what God wants for us. He wants to save us and in heaven. He wants that place for us. And he created heaven for each and every one of us. There's a special place in heaven for each and every one of us that's prepared for us. And that's just such love. Such love. It's, it's just amazing. The love that he gives. He gives the word. The word. Who knows that the word is Jesus? And that word, right from all the way through the Bible, shows us God's love all the way through, spiritually and practically. It's that practically that's important as well. Nearly always, when we pray or ask us something, there's something for us to do. When Noah, when he asked Noah, he says, build an ark. He didn't build an ark for him. He had to go and do something. Yeah, he had to go and do something. We revealed to him what to do. He had to go and do something. So when we pray for somebody, God may well tell us to do something. It's that practical love of helping one another, giving people lifts, whatever we may do. That's so important. Jesus sent his disciples out to go and heal people and cast out demons. But he sent them. They had to go and do something. Yeah, so it's very important to show that practical love as well as that prayer. But it's that practical love that other people see us as family doing and think they're different. They're there for each other. And that's evangelistic. It can be so, so drawing towards God. It can be so encouraging to non-Christians to see us helping one another practically. And I encourage you, you know, ask, seek, talk to one another, get close to one another, and look for the hurt, and let's see if we can make a difference. Because that's what Jesus did all the way through the Bible. So God works through us. His ultimate love, obviously, was the cross, where he took all that blame. Everything that's been done, has been done today, and it's been done tomorrow. And forgiveness is love. It's such love that he forgave every single one of us. So how can we not forgive one another? 
So, today I wanted to bring a few verses and want to show you that we're to live in God's love. Be close to that Bible because it's love. Realize that God is in each and every one of us and He is true love. He is everything that we need and everything is done through love. We have a beautiful God. So I encourage you this week that when you're doing things, don't anger. Capture that thought. Show love. If you see somebody doing something wrong to you, don't look for the wrong. Look past it at the hurt. Why are they doing that? And see if you can do something about it. And we'll change this world. We really will. So let's show love in everything that we do. Everywhere we go, every breath we take. Because that's what God did for us. So, I'd like to pray for each and every one before I end. Lord, bless Kingdom Faith Yorkshire and everybody that's in it. Oh Lord, I ask that your Holy Spirit fills each and every person in this room. And Lord, I pray that the Holy Spirit also sits on them with amazing love and like oil flowing each, each and every one of you. Like oil flowing over you. <coughs> cleansing you, blessing you. <coughs> filling you with that full of love that you can give out. And Lord, I thank you for all you do for us. I thank you for your word. I thank you for you. And we raise you up over every situation that you've come up, up against and, and, and through this, this week and the weeks to come. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Well, thank you. And uh, enjoy the rest of your day. Enjoy coffee, more coffee. And we'll see you soon. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources by Kingdom Faith and for our other audio and video podcasts, please visit kingdomfaith.com forward slash Yorkshire.